it's time for the adventures of Stumpy and Grumpy. Turn your hearing aid up till it feeds back and then back it off a little, will you? Join us as we celebrate their odd friendship and their love of all things Australian. Uh, well, with me, life with an idiot. This podcast is intended for adults, so wowzers can go fuck themselves. Uh, I, um, Bix, what do you think of our national anthem? Oh, uh, not much. It, it always got me that that girt by sea thing. <laughs> I just, yeah, I th- she must be a, a, a fishmonger at Cl- uh, Clavelli or something, you know? Uh, it's a fish shop, a <laughs> girt. Girt by sea. Gert, I thought girt was a, some sort of a disease, you know, associated with a cold or an upper respiratory tract infection. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, because re- everybody reckons it should be Walsh and Matilda, and if it is Walsh and Matilda, and there's only one version of that, I think should be the case. Right. Oh, no, you're not yes. going to play that one, Yes. Are you? I love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. One ball of guardian and come up long a bill of bone. Him been tied on the ground, long a pool of a tree. Him been ting on back, robbery. Watch him, but him really bow. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Watch him, but Marilla. Watch him, but Marilla. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Him been ting on back, robbery. Watch him, but him really bow. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Remember that I'm back. Been come up long a bill of bone. Got a big gadget on me. Him been holding that I'm back. Enjoy long a duck a bag. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Watch him, but Marilla. Watch him, but Marilla. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Him been holding that I'm back. Enjoy long a duck a bag. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Bumbo that I'm Marilla even come up long a dinner. Play your money, come up one, two, three. Where that I'm back, you been holding long a duck a bag. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Watch him, but Marilla. Watch him, but Marilla. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Where that I'm back, you been holding long a duck a bag. You ball of gum and watch him, but Marilla long a me. Fun. Ellie Mills, eh? Ellie oh. Mills. Well, she's from uh, um, Docker River or somewhere? No. Uh, she's up uh, uh, no, Larry It's Stumpy and Grumpy. Bluegrass. What do you think of bluegrass? 
Oh, I love it. I really do. I love the green grass myself. <laughs> the it's green a good grass. Yeah. yeah. With the leafy stuff. No, I like no, the no. green grass. You know, the... you know, up here in Brizzy, they had uh, the oh, uh, annual bluegrass festival. Yes. Uh, at, uh, out of um, out of Red Redlands. Mm. And they used to love the Davidson Brothers. And, oh, uh, all that stuff. I love bluegrass. Right. Uh, I, banjo, I can take or, or you know, oh, I used to make jokes yeah, about I, a banjo. I can take and burn it too. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I used to make jokes about a banjo. Bite. What's the difference between a banjo but, and an but onion? I, but I you take, don't cry when you cut up a banjo? No, you don't. You know, the standout for me, though, was uh, one Karen Lynn. She's lovely. A voice of yeah, an angel. Yeah, no, she's lovely. lovely. Yeah. And she's on that cruise all the time, the bluegrass cruise. She's doing well. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. doing well. She's written some great stuff. Yeah, she has. Very Australian. Uh, yeah, look, I tell you what, have you got any? What, what have you got? Have you got? Have you got a Karen Lynn song for us? I do. In, that's a segue, mate. Yes, yeah, we're doing this. I do. It's a fucking professional podcast. Yes, we are. It's a Cape Tribulation pastel sunrise with Sundays turquoise bay, mustard yellow water, all the bottle brushes red. It's the rain that falls from skies of broken grey. The creamy coloured steam of Isis chimneys. The eucalypt, dusty green and grey. No brush could ever paint its colours in a lifetime. The colours of Australia today. It's the haunted black and embers of a bushfire The orange of a field of burning cane The green that turns to gold out on the wheat field The pink and grey galar out on the plain It's a thousand different shades of Mali sunset It's colours that are never seen by day Shout on the reef, living coral The colours of Australia today It's the rusty powdered ochre of the dream time The snow-white Franklin River running wild A lorikeet with colours of the rainbow that looks like it's been painted by a child It's a jaundice chill river full of topsoil When its trees have all been taken away We're paying for our past The colors fading fast The color of Australia today She's absolutely gorgeous, Mama. Yeah, absolutely love her. That uh, Karen Lynn, Colours of Australia. You know, 
you know what the colours are like up in the territory up on oh, the top end. Oh, I love the territory. The, I do. For the build up, for the build up, all those, all those angry colours that come out the sky. In the storms. Yeah. I love a good storm. Yeah. I get all, all my nipples stand up and everything. I love it. Too exciting a feeling. Oh, gorgeous. All right, go to the song. Well, the river broke the banks. It'll hardly get much thanks while the rain is falling from the sky. Clouds rolling in, pretty soon you'll have to swim. Muddy water's just a rolling by. All the roads are underwater, and all the planes they refuse to fly, just like a long lost wind. Wet season again, just like a long lost friend. Wet season again. Season again. What a beauty! What oh, a great he's song. written some great He's stuff, got a bit of a it? voice, like a like an Aussie. Uh, uh, 
What's that guy that used to have that uh, with uh, Tom Cruise stood across the floor in his underpants? What's that guy that sang that song in Top Gun? Tom Cruise? No, not Tom Cruise. The guy that sang the song. Oh, rock and roll. Tom Cruise they sang it in what's the name? Didn't oh, he? you dick! He didn't. He was just <laughs> mouthing it off. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a, almost a, a bit of a rock and roll list to his voice. He's, he's very much a rock and roller Ooh, as well. But mate, he will rock and roll on this show. Some great, no, 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 no. Some great songs Ooh. about country. Yeah, really. The Stumpster and the Grumpster. Oh, mate. Yeah, you, you know when you laugh, mate. There's, you're all wobbly all over the show. Don't start that shit. I like jelly. <laughs> and besides, like jelly. some people like a bit of cutting. Yeah. I've lost 30 kilos, as you know. Yeah, it's big but enough. I'd like to get some work done, though. It's big enough. You'll find it again somewhere. You need work, too. I mean, but where do, where do you start? Uh, how, about, how about you just pluck your eyebrows or something? And listen, I'll get a facelift. I can get a facelift. Yeah, you probably uh, need a crane. Uh, I'll get a facelift, and uh, I, could, uh, I could get extensions on, on things if I need to. <laughs> You know, it'd make my penis bigger if I if I, yeah, if I was in, right. felt inclined to do so. Uh, but I'm always just scared that they'll get something wrong. <laughs> will they uh, Will they ever get it right? Not with you, mate. Sorry. I was handed to me mother, such a precious little thing, an unexpected living gift from a sneaky one-night fling, the perfect little baby. I'd like to say that I was one, but I'd come out premature and I was slightly underdone. I was born without an eyelid. I couldn't close me bloody eye. I cutely winked up at me mum, but, but I only made her cry. The doctor told her he could fix it, an operation he'll perform. He'll take the skin from circumcision and leave me blinking up a storm. So he did the operation. He turned me foreskin to a lid, and I got handed back to mum, the perfect cockeyed little kid. Well, mum was bloody shocked about what our local doctor did. Turns out I was the very first to get his breakthrough, peen eyelid. She said, my God, he's got no eyelash. The doctor answered, it'll grow. Based on the average Aussie male, just give him 13 years or so. Well, the early years went quickly. Primary school was quite a breeze. Even though me eye was crazy, the kids there didn't seem to tease. Not so lucky though at high school. It was time for body change. I didn't need me extra foresight to tell me things were getting strange. See, I grew hairs upon me eyelid. They were wiry, black with curls. And my left eye would close up tight. Every time I thought of girls, it was the cause of constant teasing. And I will tell you folks right here, you grow pubes upon your eyelid, teenage kids will call you queer. Well, it just had to be removed. I looked part werewolf. It was thick. So I booked a waxing session. Brazilian ought to do the trick. With a request to leave a lash, although curly it'll do, I'll just trim it back with scissors when the waxing lady's through. Well, geez, I screamed like bloody hell when she ripped away the hairs. It made me think them girls are crazy, the ones that get it done down there. But I walked out all red and squinting with me strip of curly lash. Me poor old eye was sore and weeping and it had come up with a rash. Well, I couldn't help but rub it. And strangely, it felt rather nice. It was a feeling laced with tingles and a little dash of spice. It felt great beyond belief. If it was sport, I'd won the cup. It made me think of rousing thoughts. And me eyelid stiffened up. Well, I found myself obsessed. I couldn't leave me eye alone. And I would get so darn involved that I would sometimes loudly moan. I got in trouble by the teachers and was stirred up by me mates. They were calling me a winker. And it was causing mass debates. There was rumours going round by why I rubbed in such a fashion. Why I got me monthly wax and why I trimmed me own eyelash and why I'd sneak off to the toilets at nearly every chance I'd get and come out with one eye puffy. Me body drenched in sweat. But no one ever really knew about my peen eyelid graft and op. 
and the school was losing patience, but I just couldn't seem to stop. They were going to expel me. It was my behaviour, I was told. It was just another pupil that just couldn't be controlled. But after quick negotiation, it downgraded to suspension. A week at home where I relaxed, sat back and rubbed out extra tension. But I knew it was a problem, and I knew it must be stopped. It wasn't worth all the attention or the insults that I copped. It didn't happen overnight, but when it did, I felt relieved. And I was proud of what I'd done and what I'd managed to achieve. Now I don't wink or rub me eye at every woman that I meet. Me urges safely zipped away, somewhere a little more discreet. And I'm no longer called a winker. And folks don't tease me like they did. And they've since banned the operation. There's no more kids with penile lid. And now I do public speaking. Motivation. Staying strong. How to jump life's little hurdles. Overcome things when they're wrong. How do I know? Because I've done it. And it's quite easy if you try. Jeez, look at her. She's hot. Oh no. I've just got something in me eye. <laughs> yeah, it's your bloody finger, you dick. Uh, or is it his dick? I can't. That's weird. Imagine uh, that happening, getting you something, uh, 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 getting your uh, foreskin uh, yeah. sewed on your eye. There you that go, puts Brad. A different complexion on the on the uh, the uh, the uh, you, human. You're, you're human. really enjoying that, aren't you? It gives a different complexion of the human centipede. Brad McLean with pin eyelid. Are you fucking kidding me? At only two bucks an episode, what have you got to lose? Two bucks, I guess. The first time uh, we sort of caught up, a few years ago now, and uh, one of the things that uh, was the fact that we started abusing each other straight away. And it worked. And, uh, yeah, and <laughs> sort of I, I, I called you something and you said st- something straight back to me in front of everybody else and you didn't give a stuff and I thought, oh, I've, I've got to know this bloke, this, this is good. But you wrote a poem about exactly what we do in Australia that confuses the rest of the fucking world. You wrote a poem that explains this strange Australian social phenomenon. It's called Affectionate Derision. For quite a few years I've been camping with peers and we've put down our rears on this great river site. It's just after Yule, the last week before school and our last chance to cool. It's vacation's highlight. Our cooling vacation's highlight. Our sons too, you see, paddling its tributary just where they should be, our six boys in the bush. While Dave, Mick and me are just happy to be sitting under a tree with big grins on our mush. Yeah, dirty big grins on our mush. Our camp is set up and we've each filled our cup and we're ready to sup here near campfire curled. A sweet gentle pace is imbued in this space, a tranquil showcase where peace is unfurled. A showcase for pieces unfurled. This one secret place now so many embrace from all over the place and from over the sea. So our campsite this night is shared and not quite the secret it might once have wanted to be. And that secret was once for we three. When we disagree, well, our language is free and our repartee is sometimes uncouth. Now this peaceful night looked like Dave and Mick might have got into a fight by the language. Oh, Struth! What? Language and fighting? Oh, Struth! It was Mick's turn to cook up a plump roasted chook and it started to look like it wouldn't get done. So impatient Dave, well, he started to rave and seemed a bit grave. Now this looks like fun. Yeah, this looks like a grave bit of fun. Now hang on a tick, retorted our Mick, and don't be so thick. You get on your bike, you dopey old cow, and don't tell me how to cook up our chow or I'll go on strike. 
and I'll go on strike if I like. Now Dave had a go and got into the flow, because he wasn't slow, he's as sharp as a dirk. What, you go on strike? You just fell off your trike, you bloody big piker, you can't even work. <gasps> the bloody big piker won't work? And you'll never work, because mostly you've shirked, your stupid old burk. Oh, how Dave huffed and he puffed. Then Mick slipped one in, he just stuck out his chin and said with a grin, Ah, go and get stuffed. Mick told him to go and get stuffed? <gasps> well, in spite of that fun, the roast it was done, and then everyone sat round the campfire. The jokes they all flowed and the campfire glowed, yet Dave and Mick showed not one hint of ire. No, couldn't see one hint of ire. Then a Yank who had been at the earlier scene, she just couldn't glean what had gone on before and was quite astounded at what she had found, their friendship still sound. So then what was the score? Yes, tell me, please, what was the score? Well, when we Aussies clash, we might act a bit brash or posture real flash so we get our points solved. But with mates, it's all fun. And that's just what's done. And there's no bloody gun or a lawyer involved. Yep, no guns or lawyers involved. So, after clean-up, we've once more filled our cup and we're ready to yup here near campfire curled. A sweet, gentle pace is imbued in this space. A tranquil showcase here where peace is unfurled. <sighs> yes, peace is here once more unfurled. Oh, that's a little, uh, that's one of the things, one of the albums I produced for you and a lovely little poem, Affectionate Derision, explaining exactly what that is, you stupid old cunt. Yes, and that's the one that got us a um, Golden Gumleaf Award. Yeah, yes, ooh, a Golden Gumleaf, eh? Yeah, a, a Bush Laureate of the Year yeah, you, for the album. Oh, I've run my fingers all over that. It was yes, you keep it's quite sharp. Every time I, see. I keep it hidden from you. More from the adventures of Manfred and his trusty sidekick, Pixie. Do you know what Ned Kelly called his horse? No, no, what did he? Music. Music? That was the name of his horse. Right. <laughs> I think it redefines the man in someone's mind if you really think about it. Whatever you think of Ned Kelly, it must redefine him some way when you think about the fact that whatever you think about Ned, here's a man that was patting his horse every morning saying, good on you, music. Well, he did save a kid when, he's, uh, when he was younger. He uh, wasn't the vagabond that people think, though. We, no, he was books pretty much maligned. I mean, some of the coppers back in that time were uh, oh, pretty bad well. and That's what the whole thing was about. He would have been in Parliament within two years had he not been shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but talk to coppers nowadays, oh, no. and uh, and they still reckon Ned, Ned's a prick. Yeah, I oh, know. Poor Ned. Poor Ned, better indeed. Off he is. Poor Ned, you're better off dead. At least you'll get some peace of mind You're right on the track, they're right on your back Boy, they're gonna hang you high 1878 was the year I remember so well They put my father in an early grave Get some place of mine. You're right on the 
Song that, of course, Red Gum, poor Ned. Poor, oh, Ned. poor Ned. Hey, good old Red Gum. He was supposed yes. to say on his deathbed, he said, uh, on his uh, when he was hung, they, he said, uh, Such is life. Such is life. Not in French, but in English. Contrary to popular belief. Yeah, there you go. But oh, stick them up, hold up, and hold them up, and all that sort of stuff. Oh. You know, you know, there was a story. I came across a story a little while ago about uh, about this buddy bush ranger. He used to frequent uh, just outside of Geelong in Victoria. Anyway, uh, one uh, merchant had closed up shop, and he was heading home. And uh, this fellow came up behind him and says, "Bail it up! Give us your money or your life." Anyway, the uh, the shopkeeper, unperturbed, reached into his pocket, pulled out a flask of whiskey or brandy or something, turned around, held it, held that up against the bush ranger's head, and said, "Now nah, you bail up and drop your gun." Anyway, what the bush ranger did, he ran off. He said, "So the shopkeeper said, stop or I'll shoot,' and he did. Oh, no. <laughs> he did, and he walked up to him, put the flask in his pocket, gave him a whack, and a whack across the head, punched him in the head, and said, "Now fuck off, you bastard!" What a, what a wimpy bush ranger! What a wimpy fucking! That's nothing like Ned Kelly. What a wimpy fucking bush ranger! I mean, there were—I would have thought the gay ones would have been tougher. And there were gay, gay. there were gay bush rangers. Gay one, yeah, yeah uh, there was Captain Moonlight. That's the one. He was—he was one of these boats. He—he you know, he bailed you up in the middle of the night, going, mm, eh, eh, "Hold him up, hold him up." Another loudly cries. 
them up and then I'll show you what we really do. The rice are on the river in where they shear them by the score. And such Italian sister that I never saw before. A lot of Luckland Tigers, it's plain to see we are. Hard ground early ringer as it now becomes the tar. Tar here calls one and quick the star boy flies. Sweep those blocks away and none loudly flies. The secret is a mighty one, you know it all a bit mild. There hasn't been a bit of board since old Jackie had expired. How long before that gapper walks, he's face still in a brown. Tigers, the bushwhackers, you know, it was about sheep. That's what Lockton Tigers are. Do you know that? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking he's red sheep. part in the podcast. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm welcome. I'm talking about sheep. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. wondering where the hell are we going with this one? No, it wasn't going anywhere. Just for the Lockton yeah, Tigers, just in case uh, you didn't Dear listener, it. I don't always trust the pixelator. I got into trouble at the end of the 2020 uh, Tamworth Country Music Festival and a couple of the uh, the legends of Australian country music got upset with me because I told them to stop fighting in front of the industry. And wow. uh, they got on, you know, on Facebook because they didn't agree with the judge's decision about the uh, the uh, the Bush ballad. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the year that you and Manfred... Uh, you and, um, it was the year that you and Alan won your first one. Oh, yeah, there was a kerfuffle yeah, on Facebook yeah. about how, you know, people who don't write song blah, 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 blah. And I said, and they'd already made themselves public by saying that. I didn't make them public or do anything untoward. I tagged them in, in a post that I said, you need to sort of basically say you need to grow up a bit and stop arguing in front of the world because it doesn't paint a good picture for the entire Australian country music. The judge's decision is final. Um, write better songs. Um, and, 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 yeah, and, and wow. I remember that. Yeah. I was personally lambasted. Uh, but I love them, and, and uh, I know you I've do. always, I've, I've, I've hate, I hate what's happening to Australian country music. Always have, and I've always been on their side. I wandered into Tamworth, and I heard a sonic boom. As I ambled down Old Peel Street on a Tuesday afternoon, my memory started wandering back to the good old days when country was real country. Played a real fair dinkum way The music they were playing Would win any rock award As they drowned a little busker out Picking out three chords He tried to sing out louder In a true blue country style But the rockers won out every time You could hear them for a mile Don't let them murder Tamworth don't let them steal the pill Don't let big business call the tune Tell them how you feel Our pioneers would tremble Up in heaven's hall of fame To hear what 
what's happening here on earth with their country music name. They have sold out country music and the evidence is plain. We must honour our traditions and never play their game. We'll fight them in the trenches and show courage all the way. Let's believe in our convictions as we stand up and say, Take your hands off Tamworth, leave our country name alone. Let's get back there to our roots, not that rock and thump and moan. They say that there's been murder way down on Music Road. For our country music show They really want the rockers And they want to change the name We'll take our music elsewhere And that would be a shame Mildura or to Bungendore, how proud they'd be to own that our country music capital would have a brand new home. So take your hands off Tamworth, leave our country name alone. Let's get back there to our roots, not that rock and pump and moan. They say that there's been murder way down on Music Road. Don't let them kill off Tamworth or our country music show. Don't let them murder Tamworth or our country music show. That was uh, Reg Pearl and uh, Keith Jamison with uh, Don't Murder. Um, uh, don't let them murder Tamworth and uh, you were noticeably absent from that conversation I did at the start there but that's fine because uh, uh, you've got your two golden guitars now you don't care <laughs> no I don't I'll let the, uh, let, let the others do the fighting I, I just write the stuff and we haven't written our best one yet The Adventures of Manny and Picks You did spend a lot of time on the road with various artists didn't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, Some were special Some were very special yeah. and what... Some were pricks well, that's that's fine. That's understandable. That's what was this, what's really what in, what really endeared you to them? Oh, the ones that stood out for you. Well, look, of all of them, Barry Williams. Why? His voice. Yeah. And his his nature. He had way, some lovely insights, didn't he? The way he? he thought about life. He had some wonderful insights, and particularly about interrelationships in a way. Yeah. If nobody smiled and nobody cheered. And nobody helped us along If each every minute looked after himself And the good things all went to the strong If nobody cared just a little for you And nobody thought about me And we stood all alone in this battle of strife What a dreary old world it would be If there weren't such a thing as a flag in the sky As a symbol of comradeship here if we lived as the animals live in the bush With nothing held sacred or dear And selfishness ruled us from birth to the end And never a neighbour had we And never we gave to another in need 
what a dreary old world it would be. Or if we were rich as the richest on earth, or strong as the strongest that lived, yet never we knew the delight or the charm of the smile that the other half gives. If kindness were never a part of ourselves, though we owned all the land we could see, and friendship meant nothing at all to us here, what a dreary old world it would be. Life can be sweet because of friends we've made and the things in common we share. We want to live on not because of ourselves, but because of the people who care. It's giving and doing for somebody else. On that all life's splendor depends. And the joy of this world when you sum it all up is found in the making of friends. What do you think of that, Manfred? No, oh, friends. You, you really can't celebrate them enough. Uh, yeah, but 1979. That's uh, amazing. 1978. 1978, yeah. extraordinary song. And he was gone a bit, what, six years after this? Yeah, 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 yeah. 86 or 7. Passed away. Yeah. Um, the show that I did, Under Western Skies, uh, is available on YouTube on my channel if you want to have a look at it. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll probably see you next week. It's goodbye from Grumpy. And it's goodbye from Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't like it, who cares? If you do, we'll be back next week with another episode of Stumpy and Grumpy. Mm.